There is one mission. There is one goal. To educate and empower women and girls. I'm Latasha Nicole, and I'm the host of Her Rules, a new podcast that will connect generations of women together to inspire and motivate each other. We'll discuss love, money, relationships, and everything in between. It is my belief that when a woman makes the rules, she changes the game. Hello, hello, happy Thursday. Welcome to this week's episode of Her Rules. I am Latasha Nicole. I am your host for today. Uh, Just to give you a quick heads up, I am recovering. I was sick last week, so that's why we didn't have a podcast last week. So if I start coughing, I'm going to step away and I'm going (laughs) to let these ladies hold it down for me because I know y'all don't want to hear me coughing. Um, I probably sound a little groggy already. But just to give you a heads up, I am the owner of Pivot Point Publishing, um, author of Sis Stand on My Shoulders, which is a new book that is coming out this week. This Saturday, September 7th, we are dropping Sis Stand on My Shoulders, which is a book that is a letter letter written to the 20-year-old, the millennial woman from women that are a little bit older than 20, just a little bit. So today I have one of our authors of Sister on Our Shoulders joining me. Her name is Miss Sparkle Berry, and we also have our millennial guest again. She killed it last hello, time hello. when she was here. I'm back. So we got Olivia, <laughs> Olivia Jones back. I'm gonna let them take a minute to introduce themselves. Go ahead and start back down there with you, Libby. Okay. All right, so I am back, and if you missed me before, I'm Olivia Jones. I am currently a program facilitator with Girls Inc. of Chicago, where we teach girls to be strong, smart, and bold. Um, And we do that through curriculum that teaches them life skills, what it's like to work in a male-dominated field, and things of that nature. Um, I'm also a Howard University graduate. I am currently getting my Master's of Social Work from Chicago State University. and I think that's it. That's all I got today. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then go ahead, Miss Sparkle, introduce yourself. Well, hello everyone. I am Sparkle Berry. Um, I am a co-author for To Stand On My Shoulders, the book that is um, being released on Saturday, September 7th. I also am a owner of three businesses. Um, one business is I am a travel expert for Drive Travel. Um, I also own um, a wedding planning and event planning services company called This Moment for Life, as well as um, I recently um, started a staffing agency with um, one of my sisters or sister friends, um, and it's called New Beginnings, which we specialize in hiring um, people who have records, felons, um, or anyone with any type of record. Um, we specialize in healthcare, manufacturing, um, retail, administration, any type of staffing needs that um, people with records need. We will definitely help them and get them employed as soon as possible. Awesome. Yeah. And we will welcome Sparkleberry to Chicago. She yes. is visiting us Welcome here, just here for the weekend. Happy First belated time. birthday to you. Happy Thank early you. birthday to Miss Olivia. Yes. We have Miss Lynn Smith, who just walked into the building <laughs> as well. Let's get her a seat. She can get her introduction going. Livy, look at her shirt. Oh, you're a Howard mom. <laughs> I'm a Howard grad. <laughs> so, uh, Lynn is also another author of Sit Stand on My Shoulders, the book as well. So I'm going to let her go ahead and do an introduction before we get started. Again, I want to apologize for being a little tardy, but um, my name is Twinya Smith, and I am a uh, numerous of things, but I have a business with First Premier Consulting Firm, um, and that basically consults um, with real estate, um, financial situations, the steps to get yourself in a predicament to purchase, um, as far as credit, um, just education on where you should go. And I also am with a partner that um, he is an attorney and he handles the legal side as far as making sure contractual agreements are good. And we also do Airbnbs as well. Um, primarily during the day, I'm a mortgage consultant, so I do that. 
um, where I work, uh, basically the, kind of the same thing as with, with the businesses. So um, I just want to thank everybody for being here. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So we're going to go ahead and get started as we talked about every episode of Her Rules. Um, Her Rules is a, a podcast specifically for women where a generation of women come together to discuss topics such as life, business, money, and everything in between. We're going to have a good time, but before we start, we definitely got to do the session of the show, which is called What's the Tea? So What's the Tea is not about gossip, as I've probably said before. What we're going to do, everybody that comes on wears a t-shirt that has something that represents them or something that they feel they stand for. Everybody will go around and we will all describe the t-shirt that we chose and why we chose it. I will start. So this t-shirt says, smart girls with dreams become women with vision. Me, as you can probably tell, um, little girls grow up to be women. And when they have ideas and they have dreams, those dreams become goals, those goals become reality, and that becomes a way of life again. And for me, with my couple organizations, I have the organizations that are for the young girls, and I have the organization for the women with vision. So we'll go ahead and start. Uh, actually, we'll go ahead and start with you, Sarko. While they get that mic situation figured out, damn All right. <laughs> so, well, my tea, um, it's a Melanair t-shirt. Um, and what Melanair means is that I am, it's, it's all about my I am uniquely created as well as, um, I'm sorry, destined for greatness and also see me. So that's basically saying me as a, a chocolate woman or a woman that has melanin, I am just basically it. Oh, you pop it. Completely dope. Okay. And I have all the melanin and I am rich in every aspect of life as a black woman and as a black chick. I love it. She was so serious about this t-shirt, y'all. <laughs> she was like, you gotta have the pockets. I said, but I'm sick. She said, but I got my t-shirt on. <laughs> so, that's why we're here today. So I start coughing and run off the set. We blame the park. Alright, Livy. Um, my t-shirt is a Michelle Obama quote. Um, when we when they go low, we go high. Um, and it's pink and green because I am a lady of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, but my, um, AKA auntie gave this to me and when I read it, I think of how I want to be. So I'm not there yet. Okay. I'm still a little petty. Um, mm. I'm not going to lie, but 24.9 years Yeah, ago. you know, I'm, I'm almost 30. So I don't got it. <laughs> no, because the last time Libby was on the show though, she killed it. Like she talked with the intelligence of someone way beyond her years. But I'm working on this. I am someone who you cut me, I'm cutting you deeper. And that's not how you maintain friendships. That's, that's how you, that is my toxic tribute. Um, and so that's something that I'm working on not doing. So every action that somebody does to me does not need a reaction. Very true. Very true. All right. Okay. My t-shirt is pretty simple. Um, Howard mom. So, yeah, it says Howard mom, and I am presenting this because my daughter is a graduate uh, from Howard, and I'm proud. I'm really proud of that. Um, it was it was a journey, you know, and but and when a lot of people see me, they be like, "You you're a mom. You you know you got a graduate." That I'm like, yeah, she's out. She's all the way that out. That black don't so, cry. Yeah, so it's it's, it's <laughs> a positive thing. And so I just wore it to present it, present her. Awesome. All right, so today's show, we are talking about the train stopping here, the buck stopping here. We're talking about breaking generational curses. So when I say generational curses, what do you think of? What type of thing do you think of as generational curses? Uh, Twain, we can start down there with you. Um, things that go on from generation to generation, such as for instance, like from the grandmother to the mother to now your mother, and it, if you don't stop it, it can carry on. So I think women of today, not to say they weren't trying to do this, but a lot of times, I know in my mom days, it was, she used to tell us, you 
keep everything in the house. You know, mm -hmm. when you go outside, don't be telling don't our business. Tell your business. You know, or when and when things happen, it was just we briefly talked about it and it was shoved up under the rug. And mm -hmm. you really never had an understanding a lot of times. Um, so you kind of went on with your own understanding. And sometimes a lot of girls will change that cycle, but 90, I would say 75 to 80%, it does not change, you know? And so um, I think that's where it starts. We have to, now we really have to be accountable and not just feel like we're just a parent Oh well, you know, don't do what I do. Do as I say. Do as I say. You have to. I've learned with my own daughter that I had to give her the space to be able to tell me where I was wrong, to not just feel like I was over her and she could be afraid of that. Okay. And so, with that being said, I think a lot of things are changing in my own generational because my mom didn't always hear me. So and let me let yeah. me pause you on that. Okay. We'll come back to okay. that. Livy, when I ask you generational curses, what do you think that means? Um, I kind of think about the same thing. I think about just alcoholism, addiction, um, the welfare queen. So you going from my mama was on link, my great grandma was on link, now I'm on link, and then I expect my daughter to be on link. Um, just things that are going to continuously hold not even just your family, but the community as a whole back because we just gonna keep on repeating the same cycle over and over and over again. And it's extremely hard to break. It is, it mm -hmm. is. And then you, Sparkle? Um, I definitely wanna piggyback from the um, two ladies and also add that um, us as women, we do want to break those generational curses. However, we um, have a tendency of wanting to break them so much that we fall we fall right back in line but in a different way of falling in line to getting away from the curse or whatever it is that we're running from we still end up back in that same place so finding a way to get out of that um is definitely another aspect of it but i agree with you. okay now before we get heavy i want to play just a little bit of a game with you guys so i want to play old money versus new money okay okay so I'm going to grab my little notepad here because I made some notes. And so I'm going to ask some questions. And you tell me if the answer is old money or new money, okay? So the first one, who spends more, old money or new money? New money. New money. New money. I agree. New money. Uh, which woman would most likely have bright nail polish, old money or new money? New money. New money. Why I think so? Older women has a tendency of being more um, laid back, more classy. Yeah, classy. I'm not gonna say bright colors. No, 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 not classy. Yeah. I shouldn't say classy. No, but no, no. Older women has a, a habit. A low tone. Yeah. yeah. More yeah. low key. Yeah. More low key. I would say okay. that. I would say, coming from the millennial, we. Because my mom, she wears the same color over and over and over and over again. And then she'll walk up to me and be like, I changed it. And I'd be like, no, the that's, the, that's, the, that's the same color, different shade. But it's like maybe one shade off. Okay. But I think that new money, it's not that's I don't know. But I think we like to play with things. So just thinking about 10 years ago when I first started getting acrylics, the only thing I would get was French tips. Mm -hmm. But that was because that's what I saw my mom get. Mm -hmm. Generational. Right? And so as Pinterest became a thing, as Facebook became a thing, and I'm seeing all these different nails that I kind of want to try. Oh, I like that color. I like that color. I'm going to go get it because I like it. And because at this moment, I'm not working in a predominantly white field where I need to feel like I have to be so subtle. I can be myself. And the way, I be, the way I'm myself usually is with my nails. So I'll get mood nails, I'll do this, I'll do different colors of my nails, I'll research Pinterest and pull up different nails. So you think it's a way of expression? It's just a way of expression. Okay. okay. And old money, y'all are set in y'all expression. Wait, we are still trying to find ourselves. Yeah, she's oh, Not y'all. Yeah, y'all been having money all my life. Y'all been having money all my life. So y'all owe money. Okay. Girl, I wish. <laughs> That's what I want to tell you. Uh, I wish. So, who is more likely to pass money down? Is it old money or new money? Old money. 
I, I feel all money. You know, it's a cross between because I was talking to my mother about that and she was like, people, you know, from, she's older, but hearing from people even from a little bit young, old, younger than her, um, was saying that you leave the houses today, they lose them for take, because that's what's actually going on. Now that we're, the people that's supposed to be taking them over, we're lose, they're losing the houses because they're not taking care of them well, or they don't pay the taxes. We don't, right, we don't. And I think what is happening, it's a cross in between. But for me, myself, I feel like if I left here we're not leaving something, that's a problem. It, it is a problem. That's a, and and that's a problem. That. Yeah, that is, that's that. a, that's a, that's actually a curse. I not agree. To be it able is. To, to our children. Yes. So, so what, what was the answer? Old money or new money? I, I feel. I still feel old money. Yeah. Old I money. don't know. Because that's funny. Because they don't always want to leave it. You got some people. I don't know. Yeah, I'm you got some people between. that's like, you got to work like, for it. Yeah. yeah you got to build it up just like I did. See, that's not, that's not old money. But we'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, so, who is more laid back and less stuck up? Old money or new money? Wow. wow, you put the less stuck up on it, so. Mm. Old money could be stuck up. And new definitely. Money, definitely. They think they, they, they got old money. Old money yeah. can be laid back, but also stuck up. Uh -huh. But new money, I don't really see new money being laid back, but I definitely see new money being stuck so, up. So, yeah. yeah. So when I say more laid back and less stuck up, I'm thinking new money is more laid back as far as more accepted. Mm -hmm. more able to allow people mm -hmm. to come in because back in the day old money was society mm -hmm. if you didn't have money you couldn't come over here yeah you don't belong here just like we talked about a couple weeks ago you didn't get to sit at the table because you that ain't is no true money. now it's if like you put in that perspective How yeah old money i agree and the better part in the people who didn't have money they were, they were there. just like to go to the hbcus like libby said you the school you went to howard it was you know designed for black women because yeah. there was a time when we couldn't go to college. Yeah. That wasn't a thing for yeah. us. Okay, so who is less likely to help others? Old money or new money? New money. New money. That is I old. say old money. I say new money. Yeah. Old money. I think it's I new money. Y'all think new money don't help? I, I think I new money is I, I, I disagree. I think I we think scarred. People in our generation, because let me break down actually the quick definition between old money and new money. Okay. So old money is when the money is generations. Mm -hmm. When your grandmama, what be, as Beyonce said, mm -hmm. the, the, the grandchildren, grandchildren, grandchildren. That's old money. Mm -hmm. New money is when you kind of the first rich person mm -hmm. in your family, when you just made it to the NBA. Mm -hmm. And I think that new money is more likely to help because they know the struggle. I, I really disagree with that. I know a couple of. Well, I did say who is less likely. Right, right, right. You so did. I think old money is less likely to okay. help. Okay. Oh. Okay, it's less likely. Okay. So new money is more likely to help, I think, right? Yeah. But you look like no. no. I don't know. I mean, I've you know, I've seen some instances where in my own family, like I have a cousin and he is from he uh he uh, retired from the Colts, right? And uh NFL. And they tight. And I, I, don't get me wrong, I've never asked him, because I'm prideful, you know. I'm very prideful and I'm very independent. But they're very close-knit as a family, and it's almost like when you come around them, you feel like, like, okay, like, you know, like they are, don't want, like, if you're not used to, because I was trying to go see them in Atlanta, and they were, like, questioning why I wanted to see him. I think that's a, a careful thing. I think we talked about that before, because people will try to latch on to you. I and, agree. Yeah, and so when you come into money and you're not used to having it, y'all know we get cousins from everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everybody want to reach true. out. I, I ain't got no money for real. That's true. And people on my Facebook page, my father, mm -hmm. I ain't seen, I don't know how long, hit me up. Like, dude, what did you, you know what I mean? So you, I think maybe they're being more cautious. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And then also speaking from my personal experience, I'm not saying I've, you know, had millions of dollars nowhere near it, but I've helped several of my friends when I haven't, you know, when I was in predicaments where I really didn't have it, oh, but 
I've done, you know, not little money. To me, it wasn't little. Whereas I could never go back and ask them to do it for me. Or not that, that they would, basically they didn't have it or they just didn't see fit to do it. So that's what I'm, I'm kind of speaking for, like even with my business, anything that I'm trying to do, if I try to collaborate or anything, I just have not found that to be successful with someone that I felt had the credentials for, right. mm -hmm. yeah, right. mm -hmm. yeah. Next question, who has been more on a car? Old money or new, new money? New money. New money. Yeah, I'm agreeing. What you think, Lynn? Yeah, because we want to show off. Mm -hmm. Because we're not used to having anything. So what we're doing is we're getting the biggest, brightest, shiniest, yeah. most expensive eight cars that we can drive. Yeah. We're going to have eight of them in front of us. Yeah. The red in front one, of our big house, one. too. Yeah. 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 We can't afford it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The house don't have nothing on the inside, right. but we got eight cars outside. All the cars in the house is huge. That's yeah. the day that we was able to mm -hmm. show the world. So y'all can see that I'm made. Even though um, tomorrow I'm going to be crying. Right. So I guess the next question goes without saying is, who is more likely to save? Oh, money. Oh, money. Yeah, oh, money. Oh, money. I think, I think it could be a mix. I think that this new generations that are coming into money, like if you listen to Offset's song, he says, my kids got to have money, not just me. That's You're selfish. selfish. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, I think we're starting to be more aware about spending as a younger generation, as younger people that are coming up into money. But um, I wouldn't that just place it on the old one, on old the money. The sad thing about the younger generation, not meaning to interrupt you, um, becoming more aware of finances mm -hmm. and savings is it's coming from celebrities who already have yes. So the, yes. the, the youth or the new money individuals who are just getting into money, yes. they don't really know how to do what offset right. said. But right. you got to have big goals. So mm -hmm. like my goal, even when people ask me what I want to be, I want to be a philanthropist. I don't know how to be a philanthropist yet, but at the end of the day, if you keep speaking it, it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So if I keep saying my kids got to have money, not just me, in my head, subconsciously, that's what I'm working towards. So that's what's going to happen. He so also I think we're said, coming into okay, it. yeah. He also, I, re, I watched the interview that he did on The Breakfast Club, and he also, he's just understanding it, mm -hmm. believe it or not, because he said, uh, man, I realized. I pay twenty thousand for a chain. I buy bracelets. I'm wearing over a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand in jewelry. I could go buy some real estate. He said it's someone that got in his ear, that clicked to him, that told him that. Even Jay Z, if he, if you listen to his song, he says in one of them about real estate, he's. What in his mid forties? Like right? Yeah, he's up there, right? Yeah. So within the last what you would say seven to ten years with him, he's been talking about investing real estate. He talks about an area that's called uh, in New York. This um, he didn't know nothing about. What is what it called? Dumbo. <laughs> he didn't know nothing about it, and he was like, "Man, I had an opportunity to buy." And he was in his what forties then, yeah. and he said, "I turned around. I was like, Dag, I was Dumbo because yeah. I didn't and now buy." I look like right. Dumbo. So now yeah. I do admire that he's, but it took him at, with all those, all that money, all of that, mm -hmm. and it's taken him to learn that now. When we could really learn it now, we well, could learn it. Money is not education. And that's why a lot of people, when they get the money, they lose it because they have no, no idea yeah. what to do with it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what we're talking about when you're talking about breaking those generations yeah. curses. People want to get this money and they want to just buy things mm -hmm. and spend it all right now. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about two years mm -hmm. from now. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about right now because... This one could be gone because you know why we're not used to having them. Yes. It's like so. Let me buy right now. Let me take all my yes. friends out. Let me treat everybody yes. right now. Why? But also, it's because at society teaches us as a people to have the to have instant gratification. Oh yeah. So. As a black community, we have to get it now because we never know what's gonna happen tomorrow, and so um, it's not just. I wouldn't make it. I don't want to say make it seem, but I don't want to place the emphasis on they're doing this, they're doing that. No, society taught them to do this and to do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas now that 
you know, celebrities are dropping little bugs into our kids' ears, that's probably what our kids are going to start to realize as we start to get older, as we, as a generation, start to think about those generational curses that we're trying to break. These are the things that are important. Because I hear that song at least 50 times a day. And now it's in your head. And now that's the only line I can tell you verbatim right. off that see, song. That's, that's my thought process is when you were six, when you were three, and they told you Santa Claus was coming down the chimney to bring your toys, that's what you believe. Yeah. So I feel like in order to change the behavior, you got to change mm-hmm. what you're teaching people. Yeah. And you got to start it off early so that that's normal. Mm-hmm. That's the normal thing. Mm-hmm. Save. 10% of mm-hmm. every dollar that you mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. If, you were, if that's all you knew from the time that you were a small person, mm-hmm. that would be normal to mm-hmm. you. If all I you agree. knew was when I get older, just like a lot of people, you know, you go from grammar school to high school, and depending on what you learned, college is the next step because mm-hmm. that's all you know. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know that, I, I talk to kids every day who didn't know things about college. They didn't know financial aid was a thing. They didn't know scholarships was a mm-hmm. thing because nobody told them mm-hmm. anything. So it's about, in order to, to move ahead and to do different things, we got to teach different mm-hmm. things. Right. we got to talk about different mm-hmm. things. we got to have conversations like this mm-hmm. where people are talking about mm-hmm. things. And in our generation, the, the 40-year-olds and over, a lot of things weren't talked about. They didn't talk to us about credit. Who's mm-hmm. parents in here to talk to them about credit? Mine's did a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. Good. Did they teach you about credit, how to build it and things like that? Because a lot of people didn't even know what it was. I think I wasn't. You know, you, you don't be that interested. You, I mean, you hear them, but, yeah. like, we're, we're talking about how, you know, we're getting it from the outer sources now, from, like, celebs. It's now it's popular, but when your parents are sitting down talking to you, like, I got time for that. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to, you know, I literally saw my parents sit down with a yellow pad, you know, and sit down and organize their bills. I never saw bills. I've, I've seen, I saw them, how we went on trips. My mother would, I just didn't take it serious. Mm-hmm. And then I got an arena and I started understanding. And I, I still a little bit didn't take it serious. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, okay, I could do this and get right back. But now, you know, within, I would say even within my own life, within the last 10 years, I'm like, that's all I need is credit. Because I can move, I can not, literally, I can move mountains with my credit. I can, I can double up on my credit. I didn't take, yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you use it irresponsibly, that's a whole different Right, right. Irresponsibly, it can definitely help you. So I asked, of course, as I always do on Facebook. What is one thing that you saw your parents or family do growing up that you have decided that you will not carry on? And some of the answers were uh, children should be seen and not heard. My dad taught me that. Mm-hmm. He told you children should be seen. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, that I was talking to Ari today. I didn't look at the comments on your post, but that was automatically the first thing that came to my mind. As a woman, that taught me that I didn't have a voice. Mm. As a child, that taught me that I couldn't talk. And if I think about the dimensions of my relationship with my mom and the dimension of relationship with my dad, I have a very level one face value relationship. Well, I had a very level one face value relationship with my father. Whereas my mother, we talk about how I'm feeling. She would journal me every day. Um, I have journals and journals back way back to third grade of mom this is what happened in my day this is what upset me and then you turn the page over and it's my mom's handwriting i'm wow. sorry that that happened to you that's so awesome. this is how you could, is this is so how awesome. you could resolve this problem what book are you reading right. because if you don't talk about and, it how somebody right knows. And that's my awesome mom and i are best friends now like i cannot imagine her being in the place where my dad is in my life right now at all um and so I didn't, as a child, I never talked. Mm. I didn't talk much. You were told not to. Winston was the talker. But that's because Winston's impulsive. Winston is him. He going to talk. It don't matter. And I was the one that, shh, no, you shouldn't say that. No, you can't. But how am I going to make history and break, and break rules if I'm so, shh, no, quiet. you shouldn't do yeah. that. No, it's okay. We just need to be quiet and be seen and not heard. When did you break out of that? I didn't break out of that until my parents divorced. Wow. When it took for me to be like, no, nah, we leaving. Winston, go pack your stuff. Let's go. Oh, wow. You you like this time to go. It's time to go. We yeah. ain't celebrating Christmas like this today. 
Let's wow. go. That was the very first time I felt my voice. And that was December of 2013. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because growing up, me personally, I was molested by a few men in my family. But because we weren't allowed to, and I don't want to say we weren't allowed, but because I was afraid mm -hmm. to tell. I never told. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell my mom that I was molested by those men until my daughter had an episode. Wow. I was, how old was That's I? That's crazy. I was probably That was a few years ago. If nobody says anything, told me way before I knew, mm -hmm. she didn't tell me until it was kind of too late. But the fact that she even told me, I was proud of her because that told me she just broke our gener generational mm -hmm. curse in our family. Because several of my family members' cousins, my sister, you know, several women in my family had been molested by several men. You'd be amazed. That can continue because you'd be amazed how many families. Yeah. probably nine or I would say seven out of ten families mm -hmm. and that like I said back in the days it was like you keep our business inside it was like you didn't say anything it was like a or you were scared you were scared you were scared you were scared so that's kind of what you just said about being judged was something that somebody else said they said that one of the things that they would break is telling the whole family when something happens or when, when you do something wrong. They feel like it keeps the child fearful and from having conversations. Okay. Because I know a lot of people's parents are guilty of this. I know a lot of us may be even guilty of stuff. Your kids do something and you tell your friends about it. Mm -hmm. Or you tell your sister about mm -hmm. it. And that's probably a private thing. To yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. I learned that the hard way, yeah. And we usually do learn yeah. lessons the hard way. Um, another one was arguing and yelling in front of your kids. Mm. That does a lot. That does a tremendous lot. If yeah. that if that's a you know a word. Lot. <laughs> that's a lot, yeah, that is a lot. And that's something that you kind of got to be mindful of. When we're talking about breaking curses, that's why we're asking the questions. Because a lot of times, if you don't know, you don't know that that's causing mm -hmm. a problem mm -hmm. for your child. Mm -hmm. like, it's regular communication. Yeah, so I don't know if you think it's regular communication, but that's how you learn how to deal. Yeah. That's how you learn how mm -hmm. to communicate. Mm -hmm. You don't learn how to have a conversation with somebody without yelling and screaming. Mm -hmm. And again, I guess that's a generational curse too when you think that men and women should yell mm -hmm. and should fight and mm -hmm. should argue. And that's not the way mm -hmm. it's supposed yeah. to be. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one was smoking cigarettes. Uh, do people still smoke? People still smoke cigarettes? Actually... People are now, now people, we just went from the, from being around the lowest point that people are smoking cigarettes and vaping to now we are at the highest point. Um, I believe it's in Naperville, they said, um, because people are using those vape pens and people are getting sick. And yeah, that's what I was saying. think that's not smoking? Like, I think people think that that's not the same as smoking. You really it's really not a cancer. It's not a cancer stick. It's tobacco. It's a, it's it's a little cute, it's a little it's cute technology thing. But yeah, I think, I think it's coming back. It's coming mm. back. What I don't know if the, are they doing that because they're saving? Because I look, what is what cigarettes, seven, eight dollars a pack now? I think they more than that. Like, yeah, they're eleven dollars. I'm what? real late. Wait, I thought yeah. she said like thirteen. That's a terrible habit. Yeah, I'll be trying to tell my brother. That is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So this yes. one I thought was interesting too, and it also goes into credit too. Putting bills in your kid's name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's terrible. That's yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I, because then it stops them. Because I always, when I have conversations with um, young people about college, I'm like, "Have you thought about just taking out a loan?" Like, I took out loans, and I can honestly say that was probably the best thing I could have ever done for myself mm -hmm. is to get my education. Because that's something that can't nobody that's take away from me. It's mine, mm -hmm. and I learned so much. I became who I am today through Howard. And I would have never went anywhere else. I'm glad that I went there. Because other, other than that, I would have been still on 69th mm -hmm. with everybody else. 
um, maybe working and trying to find a way, but and then it dawns on me, well, they may not even know that may open up a can of worms in a household. Because now I'm 18 and I'm thinking about I want to get a loan for school, but my mama back in 1995 got a credit card in my name and still ain't paid that bill off. Now my credit is three something. And so whenever I have the conversation, I'm like, well, maybe you might want to think about it. That's definitely going to be a cycle because now your credit is jacked up and you can't get nothing. So I don't know if you don't want to tell on your mama. Yeah. You ain't sending your mama to jail. You ain't sending your mama to jail. You ain't your mama to jail. Another one was keeping kids in the dark, not telling them what's going on. Yeah. And that I think a lot of people did that. Does do that with relationships, mm-hmm. with money situations. Mm-hmm. People are buying their kids stuff they know they can't afford mm-hmm. for these kids. These kids mm-hmm. having these prompts and offs. It's unbelievable. What is happening now with that? That is just like a whole new it's like thousands and thousands. That is crazy. Helicopters. helicopters to the Maybach. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. To be there for two hours. Yeah. With Eat the thousand dollar shoes on. <laughs> and then go home. And then back home. They can't even have to go to college. Right. Or they haven't even looked into college. Yeah. Oh, so that's another thing too. I've seen so they got this thing now. I don't know if y'all heard of it, but it's called like a half cap ceremony. Where kids are in sixth grade, they have a version of a graduation because a lot of kids are not getting to the twelfth grade graduation. So, so why are we celebrating getting to sixth grade instead of making the standard what it is? Yes. And if you go to a school that is not a sixth grade graduation, (laughs) then you push on to the to (laughs) the. the and you and you get that that's the problem a lot of these kids we're awarding them mm-hmm. and that's why other countries are ahead of us trophy. because we're awarding them for some they're not halfway getting through yeah Pass to be to be real serious like they're halfway i remember when you know i was preparing my daughter for school and at, during that time i was going through a lot and i was i said you know what i'm not i'm gonna make sure and i took her to this tutoring and he actually told me, he said, the school system is not built. They don't have the manpower to actually educate these kids mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. Tutoring is not additional. It should be a part of their everyday, at least once or twice, three times a week, that they should have extra you know, curriculum activity where they're still you know, their using yeah, their brains. Yeah. And we think that when we send our kids to school, we're just sending them and they're just supposed to do their time in school and that's it. No, you, you really have to push them and we're see where their weaknesses the is. teachers of our children. They're so, when you think about just going to a school, there are at least 20 kids in a class. Yeah. There at least. There may be 10 different learning styles. Yes. The teacher has to deal with Johnny who's jumping on the yes. wall. And yes. And Crystal Fur who hasn't slept. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tommy who's hungry. Yes. And they got about this much time. Tension span, right. Yeah. And, that's, and I have friends as teachers, and they've said, they said, they said girl, you got to be their mama. You got to feed them. You got to help Figure, yeah. You know. However, the yeah, the, the, that's what she said. That, that the att- you can't even get through the lesson plan. Yeah. She says, yeah, a lot, lot of, of when they have that grandma figure in the room or the auntie figure, whoever the substitute, the second teacher is. Right. She's never really called a teacher. She's a the lot assistant. of them. Are, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are older women. What I've seen from Ohio and New York. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are older women who are retired, who just want to, you know, a extra job, companionship yeah. or something like something that. Something to do. So they do come in as a grandma and being more... Um, nurturing. Nur- nurturing, yeah. Yeah. More yeah. Nurturing, yeah. yeah. Definitely, instead of teaching. And a lot of our kids come home still not knowing what happened because they've been playing with Grandma Jody all day. And nobody's asking them what happened at school anyway. Girl, yeah. but, but that's what, that's not, that used to be when growing up, you, when you come home, you got to take care of your take, homework. Bring out your homework. You, didn't, you couldn't, it was like standards. Now yeah. it's or these. Or even at after school, we couldn't, we had after school, I would go to after school every day and Miss Holmes would be like, okay, y'all sitting down doing y'all homework. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we can go outside yeah. and play. Mm-hmm. And if homework not yeah. done, we gonna be up in here all day. Yeah. And what did I do to do with my homework? I did my homework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, that's teaching you. So the last one, and then we'll move on with the conversation was, 
um, one thing that they're not taking with them is depression and anxiety being unchecked. And mental health is oh, definitely a generational curse. Yes, it is. If, if, if you don't deal with it, you yes, pass it, it is. On oh, in yes. Way. Yeah. And that, that's a huge one. Because that. that mental health I think also moves in a spirit you know mm -hmm. if you're not not everybody is not spiritual but if you don't do something with that your child your children can take on that you know mm -hmm. if you don't do something about it to uplift it they're constantly seeing you depressed they're constantly seeing you be in trouble or relationships they take on that you they know that's yeah or really do. if they don't take on your illness your illness causes a burden on your children yeah mm -hmm. and they may be required to um, I see kids every day who are the the leader in the household because their parents are sick. Oh, wow. They have to get the kids up in the morning and get them fed and get yeah. them dressed and get them to school. Mm -hmm. And they eight, eight years old themselves. Wow. And so they don't have an opportunity to be a child. Mm -hmm. So what happens with that is we, we get a hold to them and they don't listen to us. You know why? Because they, they don't do have to listen right. to nobody. Right. They're an adult. Right. And then that affects them longer. I, I heard, a, I spoke at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and a guy was saying how he was 6'8 in grammar school. Wow. So people treated him like an adult, but his mind was the mind of a child. Wow. Right. And so he missed a lot of pieces because nobody was teaching him anything. Wow. Nobody was feeding anything into him. And so he made a lot of bad decisions. He moved in a lot of ways, and he ended up going to jail and getting in trouble because nobody was checking his behavior. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that type of thing happens and that's how people wild out and end up on drugs and end up in situations, mm -hmm. which reminds me, I saw something on Facebook that said, black people are the only people that put their kids out the house at 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think, this is a real question, mm -hmm. do you think that you were ready to be put out your house mm -mm. at 18 years old. No, I absolutely not. Absolutely, I'm still in no. the house. Yeah, absolutely not. If you don't have some, it's 18. I just think that that is what ridiculous. What can you do at 18 years old? Yeah. You can buy a pack. Oh, you no. can't even buy a pack of cigarettes no, no more. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's absolutely vote. ridiculous. You can vote. You can vote. You can vote. Yeah. But I mean, and drive. Scientifically, your brain is not even fully developed mm -hmm. right. at 18 years old. And so you put your child out the house at 18 years old. Now they're in struggle mode. Mm -hmm. They got to figure out how to survive. Mm -hmm. They got to figure out how to eat. And then what they do, they end up in a bad situation because mm -hmm. they with wherever they're going to be allowed to go. Mm -hmm. if, if it's a girl, she's probably going to some dude's mm -hmm. house who treating her like crap because mm -hmm. he can't. Mm -hmm. He now owns you. Mm -hmm. You got to eat. You gotta sleep. You mm -hmm. need some place to sleep. So, 18 years old. I don't know if y'all hear me out here, but 18 years old, your child is not ready. No, not to at be all. Put but out you the never house. stop not parenting at all. either. I think that that's the thing that no. we we, we keep no missing that piece. It is. I, I still go. I still need my mother. I still need my mother. Yes. You never. That's one thing that my mom has continued to tell me. I'm gonna be your mother forever. Yes. That means my job title is gonna be your mother yes. forever. Yes. My mom still don't curse in front of her mom. Ooh, my mom still calls her mom, her mom every day when she's upset. She's like, she was crying the other day. I'm gonna call my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom is, you know, she's good and she's not in a millennial generation anymore. And so mm -hmm. you never stop being a mom. You mm -hmm. never stop being a parent. Well, I told the my daughter the other day that I was done, mommy. Nope. Yeah, and she called me. Yeah. I was like, I just tell you that I'm mom and I'm sick, I don't feel good. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. You still need, even if your mother is not there, I, I can't imagine, but you miss that because mm -hmm. there's certain, you need something. You need somebody. You need, mm -hmm. you're, 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 yes. you're never done, like you said, but at a young age, you're definitely you're not prepared for the world. Yes. Clearly, all of us had our mothers. Clearly, mm -hmm. all of us weren't kicked out or put out at 18 from what I'm getting mm -hmm. yeah. from this mm -hmm. conversation. However, there are children or young adults out there who parents do do that or don't have the mom that mm -hmm. you have. That is true. No, I know. I had a boyfriend who was like that. Yeah. You know where he was at? At my house. All the time. You no, know what that ended up being from your house? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, my mom became his second mom. Mm -hmm. And that's, so now not only are you missing that him and his mother do not have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. Simply because instead of nurturing him until he became a man, 
My mom was doing that. Mm-hmm. So now that we're not together, he's missing. He's still, yeah. He's, he's lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's because he can't go back because his mom is already, it's, it's a wrap. But I that's how know. you shut off that relationship well, it's, with it, your parents. I, would, I mean, they I mean, could, it can, it can be mended, but they both have to, it's work. It's work. So yeah, I, it would be when, work. When I saw the post about the parents putting their child out at 18, I naturally jumped on the post because the truth is I don't know anybody who's been put out at 18 and I don't know anybody who has put their child out at mm-hmm. 18. I don't personally. Mm-hmm. But the person who posted it said, I'm talking to somebody right now who's 19 years old, and three days after she graduated high school, her mother told her it was time for her. Oh, that's crazy. But probably didn't ask her if she wanted to go to college. Probably didn't ask her if that's she wanted to pick no up a train. Probably didn't do anything that's, to help her mend her future. Well, so we don't know the exact situation behind that, but he did say that it wasn't warranted from what he knew. But somebody else got on the post as well, because that's what people do, and they said, you don't know the backstory. You don't okay. know how she treated her mother, and you don't know this. Okay. And I don't know. I guess there's some things, I guess, that can happen that would cause you to remove your child from your home. You have something you want to add? Yeah, I put my 19-year-old out a couple months ago. Okay. So there are certain mm-hmm. things where you just have to put your foot down so that they learn a lesson. Okay. Are you... Did you cut off ties with your 19-year-old? Or no, she just had them... She couldn't live there. Because she wasn't respecting, I'm, I'm assuming, respecting right. rules. Now, That's yeah, different. and so it, it does get complicated. And I'm sure that hurted you. I'm sure that's not what you wanted to do, but at some point... You were hurt. I mean, I, I think you... Be, <laughs> no, because... You got to, it, it hurt you at some point, I think. You, get, you go through the hurt when you get to the point where it's like, I'm not taking this no more. Mm-hmm. You got to go. Okay. Already been, okay. Okay. She just had to learn that no matter how old you are as an adult, I told her, even at 40 years old, if I had to go live with somebody right now, you respect the rules. You'll be humble. Right. respect the rules. They want me to be in the house about 12. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That reminds me of the Cosby Absolutely. Show, that real world episode. Right. Yeah. But no, it's, 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 I, if I think about it, I remember my mom said, you can't follow rules. You yeah. can't, no. you know, I remember so being I in that. I, so I almost want to say that that's a little bit different because if, if I told you, you got to follow the rules. Right. And you just and you don't, consistently you don't. Leave. Yes. Right. Yes. Because you are a person. You're not going to just sit there and walk all over me and do what you want to do. And if I'm I'm doing things to help you and being there and you constantly, then it is a drawing board. I, and I, I that's a scary thing, but it is a drawing board. It is very scary. Yeah. Right. He was so glad when she was back home. Yeah, okay. you you probably were too. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? But yeah. you have to draw a line in the sand. She you have to teach that lesson yeah. because you're not gonna disrespect me because nobody is gonna ride for you yeah. the way that I'm gonna ride for you. No one. Nobody. That's such done yeah. Them yeah. streets are, are telling a real quick minute. Yeah. So influential on our on our kids. And they think that they friends are their ride or die. That's but true. That's is true. To their mama house. Yeah. Right. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, that goes back to again, back to the very first episode of choosing who you sit at the table with. Because if my daughter is in a situation where she's about to get put out, and my daughter's Libby's best friend and calling Libby, Libby gonna be like, "Girl, get your stuff together." Yeah. Get your stuff together. Yeah. What you, you about to do? Wrong. Yeah. Okay. That's still and, your mom. Maybe a night or two, but you're gonna have to get it you together. Know. Yeah, well, that's, you just made a valid point as well. Your mom wouldn't allow Ari to stay, or Mahogany mm-hmm. to stay there for longer than two nights. Mm-hmm. However, there are mothers there that are is true who too. Allow your daughter to come and stay at their house for however yeah. long. Yeah, and now no questioning, no calling, no none of that. They won't do that. Yeah, because, and, and, and I think that if you know the parent and you know the child, you know that if I put my daughter out, oh, it done got real yeah. bad. Yeah, It done got yeah. bad. And yeah. if my daughter comes yeah. to your house, you probably want to call me. Yeah. See what's going on. Because you yes. probably shouldn't have her in your yes. house either. Yes. Yes. Right, exactly. Because she's going to disrespect yeah. you mm-hmm. the same way she disrespected. Yeah. So, keeping it moving. Twain, in our uh, pre-production call, you made mention of a situation with Black China. Yeah, I, you know what, I, um, 
I just I, I watched you know the bloggers and how they put out different situations and I watched a segment of it because I don't can't sit down and watch all of that but it was really important to bring this up they did a therapy session and in the therapy session um, Black China talked to the therapist about what her issues were with her mother and the therapist was really trying to as therapists do trying to go from her childhood to, to you know to see where all of this started and so to sum it up um, she had he asked her about her relations with men and of course she had been with you know with a man she said it when she was 16 years old and he said okay well how old was the, the guy and she said oh he was in his 20s right and so he said uh what well, did you see that as anything being wrong she was like no i was cool with it you know and he said okay um and so now i'm, I'm gonna skip over she was getting irritated because she thought she was going to be able to control the therapy session coming in there. Girl, she pulled the mirror. Yeah, she pulled the mirror out. Was all about she. She's created this platform for herself that she felt like she was going to control what she wanted to talk about, and that's not what therapy is. It, it's about digging deep at what the issues are, and so she had to get off the thing. So now the mother comes in. And the questions was asked. The mother, then he didn't even have to ask the, the mother questions. The mother simply said, I was molested at 16. She understood that that was wrong. But Black China looked at it like, I was cool with it. He was 20. Basically, I was with it. She never put it in her mind that he was, it was that was, he was um, molestation. Advantage. He was taking advantage of you. you. You should not have been 16, year old, 16 years old dealing with 23, 24-year-old man. Mm -hmm. Where the mother saw was a problem, but the problem was she never communicated any errors with China. And the problem with the mother is that she feels like she had done what she needed to do. But obviously she had not because this girl repeated the mm -hmm. same cycle. She mm -hmm. danced like her mom. She said, I told myself I would never dance. But she ended up dancing. She got into two relationships. She said, I wasn't really in love. No, because it was about the money. It, it was, was about her glorifying mm -hmm. her persona mm -hmm. to cover up really who she was inside. Mm -hmm. So it was deep to me to kind of bring that to the forefront because I feel as though a lot of times, even if we are hurt as mothers or as parents, we need to reveal that hurt to let our kids know that what we went through is not a good thing and try to help them not go through that. Not to just advise them as to some of these women will be like, girl, get your money. Do what you need to do. No, like that's not that's and not not even only will they tell you that sometimes you don't have to tell people things. They do what they see. Mm -hmm. they that's think true. That that's and that's exactly what she did. Yeah, they think yeah. that's normal. My mother was a dancer, so when I grow up, I'm going to be mm -hmm. a dancer. Um, my mom dated a guy that was 60 so that he could pay the bills, mm -hmm. and so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get me an older man so he can pay the bills. And that keeps that right. cycle going that's exactly. over and over again. The sad part about it, and I don't know what's going to happen in you know, the, the next episode, but the sad part about it, it took a minute. It's still like the mother was not grasping that she needed to hear her daughter. She needed to come out of cursing her out. Like, mm -hmm. she talked to her crazy. Like, mm -hmm. you, she wants comfort from China, but you, you haven't sat down to feel her comfort. You haven't, mm -hmm. y'all haven't come to a, 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 a means where y'all could talk to each other. And so in relating that to my own situation in my life, I had to come down and talk to my daughter when it was times where I didn't, I really didn't see. All I saw was what I was trying to do, how hard I was working, mm -hmm. what I was trying to make of our life. I didn't understand where she was hurt at. And I had to be humble and I had to let her bring out and I and then it was crazy because I was like wow I didn't even I'm thinking I'm doing everything or I know I wasn't you perfect don't know. but I had to allow her that room and that that gave us so much like a closeness together a bond it took time but now it's like where our relationship is unbreakable you know what I that's, mean it's that's really very helped. important because yeah. had you discounted her feelings or maybe what China's mom is doing discounting her feelings 
telling her what could you possibly be worried about right i'm the one taking care of everything i'm out here struggling and you don't even know because a lot of times children have no clue they what don't their parents they don't do to make today they happen don't. for you they don't and a lot of times um people parents get angry at kids for stuff the kids don't even know yeah you mad at her because she look like her daddy you chose her daddy. Yeah. She, didn't, she didn't choose her daddy. Yeah. You mad at her because she act like her daddy. Yeah. That's part of her. That's who she is. So we have just about five minutes left okay. of the show, ladies. This went by okay. really, really fast. It did. So, again, we came here to talk about breaking generational mm-hmm. curses. And we've actually given some really good information. So if we want to leave something with our listeners, with our audience, with our viewers, um, definitely for me, in order to break generational curses... You have to talk about things. Mm-hmm. You have to talk about things that have happened in your family mm-hmm. and how you can avoid that going forward. Give coping strategies. Mm-hmm. Teach, teach, mm-hmm. teach. Definitely pay mm-hmm. attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And things that you, they always say be what you needed that mm-hmm. you didn't have. Mm-hmm. So if as a child you were told to shut up and that made you feel some type of way, mm-hmm. then allow your kids to speak. Mm-hmm. If nobody talked to you about money and credit and you got to college mm-hmm. and you realized your family was broke, talk to your kids mm-hmm. about money. If you realize that your parents yelling and screaming at night made you sad and made you cry, mm-hmm. then be mindful of yelling and screaming mm-hmm. around your kids. Uh, do any of you ladies want to leave something? How to break the generational curses? I have a final quote. And my quote says, I'm sorry I had to um, pain travels through family lines until someone is ready to heal it in themselves. Mm-hmm. By going through the agony mm-hmm. of healing, you no longer pass the poison shallows mm-hmm. onto the generations that follow. It is incredibly important in sacred work. Mm-hmm. You gotta heal. That's, that's really You gotta bad. recognize yeah. and heal. That's good. Yeah. Because hurt people do what? Hurt, hurt people. Hurt people. Yeah. Hurt, hurts, hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I would say the intentional. I think that the way my mom broke our generational curse was she was very intentional the way she raised us. Mm -hmm. She took note of the stuff that maybe she didn't necessarily like growing up, Mm -hmm. um, but she also noted the stuff that she loved about her mom and how her mom made her feel, and she placed all of that into us. Mm -hmm. And that's why we developed the bond that we developed. That's why I can see her cry. I can Mm -hmm. see her hurt. She has no issue with opening up to mm-hmm. me about anything that happens, financial problems, relationship problems, mm-hmm. things that the normal common people be like, you shouldn't talk to your daughter about. And I was just going to say, be honest. Be honest yeah. because there are times when you got to move out of your house because you can't afford it yeah. no more. Mm-hmm. And you ain't telling your kids anything. Yeah. You're just pulling them mm-hmm. out of situations mm-hmm. and they don't know what's going on. That is true. And they're developing their feelings yeah. about things. And they're developing anger with you because they don't know yeah. what's going on. They just know you pulled them out of their school and out of their house and moved them someplace else mm-hmm. because you ain't told them nothing. Yeah. And you don't have to tell them all your business and break it down. Right, but you do it in a, yeah, an eloquent way. Yeah. And sometimes, even if you have adult children, ask for help. Mm-hmm. My mom yeah. has asked me for help, and it's made me feel like I've whatever I'm destined to do, I'm starting to fulfill it mm-hmm. as her daughter. Because mm-hmm. now that she's raised me up to be the person I am, I can give back to her mm-hmm. so that she can be the person that she's. And that's how yeah. it should be. But exactly. I think. And it is. I mean, when you think about it, they took care of you. Yeah. Why can't you take care of yeah. them? I mean, you owe your parents that much. If your parents took you through your whole yes. life taking care of you and washing your back and washing your yes. butt doing whatever they had to do to make sure you eat while you I, yeah. I feel joy whenever I can I do my too yeah every time, every time yeah I would say um, it's about transparency you gotta be transparent um, you definitely have to listen you have to listen um, and you want to you want to constantly be a like you know a, a tool for them. You have to show and as an being as an example, and you got to be willing to do the work, you know. Definitely. And I think once you do that and you put in install good things in them, they're gonna mess up just like you messed up. But you let them know that it's okay. It's okay and, to talk about and, it. And then be a listening ear, so because the streets is gonna tell them whatever. Mm. But you got to be honest with them, even when it hurts them. You mm. know, you really do. 
So that would be my advice. And to speak on all of those, therapy is okay. Yes, it if is. You need to go get help. It yes. is okay. Yes. Go get help. Don't sit up with that stuff because there yes. are people out here that are trained to help you with that. Yes. So I think this was good. Mm -hmm. I hope that you all got something from it. Um, definitely, ladies, millennial ladies, sis, stand on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Dot com. That's the website for our new book that is coming out Saturday, September 7th. There's also a book release event. This event is a book written by myself and 17 other women. These are two of them. Mm -hmm. That's one of our influence right there. She was giving me information on what the millennials need to know. <laughs> it's real talk. We talking real stuff. We talking about curses, mm -hmm. credit, money, relationships. This is a book you want to read. It's, it's definitely letters written from older sisters to younger sisters. Mm -hmm. So check it out. Uh, this is this week's episode of Her Rules. I thank you so much for listening. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook <laughs> Live. Check us out. Her Rules podcast is what it is on every platform. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As I always say when I end the show, I am Latasha Nicole. Her Rules, when a woman makes the rules, she changes the game. Yes. It's up to you. Have a good week. See y'all next Bye. week. Bye.